where every game talk the latest rumors, news, and theories our way. Patreon.com Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Rebel Scum. Rebel Scum. Did that play at all? <laughs> yeah, I heard it. And we're live this God, time. My internet For is real. fire today. In all the worst ways. <laughs> no, yeah, where's good. take two? Where's take two? We haven't done a take two. As long as you can hear me, I really don't care. Hi, Mac. Hi, James. This is the Rebel Scum Scum Podcast, and we're talking Star Wars. Rebel Bum Podcast. Oh. All right. uh, What are we talking about this week, James? Okay, look, we're not going to talk about this. I didn't want to. It's not in the descriptions. Patty Jenkins has come out and said the Rogue Squadron is not dead. People are talking mm-hmm. like they care. Brock, I've got to be completely honest with you. Dale, yeah. I have moved outside. I am in Hoth. If the internet is choppy, it's because it is freezing. <laughs> uh, and Tauntauns do smell better on the inside. So, look, Patty Jenkins uh, you know, is not doing Wonder Woman Part 3 anymore, 1991, <laughs> yeah. whatever it would have been called. And and now she's saying that Rogue Squadron is not dead. She just she moved she moved away from Rogue Squadron to work on uh, Wonder Woman three. I, I guess it sounds like the door is still open for Rogue, Rogue Squadron. But Brock, uh, and not to sound like a negative Nancy, if the movie <laughs> comes out, I am there opening night. Blah blah blah. Oh but yeah. Until 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 the movie is shot, edited, scored, and I'm in the theater. I have no fa- I do I, I have no faith in it and I do not care about it. I'm I'm tired of hearing about Rogue Squadron. I'm done with it, Brock. I'm moving on. It's over. Goodbye, Rogue Squadron. I'm look, if it comes out, I'm hoping <laughs> it's the best Star Wars movie we ever get. But we've talked about this for what two years now. This stupid movie. I'm over it, Brock. It's it's the one that got away. That ship has sailed. I mean, I'll, I'll swim to it when it comes out, but that ship for now has sailed for me. Goodbye, Patty Jenkins. We're through. <laughs> Whoa, he's gone. He's just completely gone. <laughs> and there he is. <laughs> the wonders of virtual backgrounds. Um, no, I agree. I mean, like we always say, it's like until we get a trailer, nothing's real. Because I feel like trailers are like, yeah, you're going to put this out. There hasn't been a situation where they put out a trailer and didn't, something didn't come out, right? Um, yeah, but you're right. It's like if you if you make a, a Rogue Squadron movie and you put it in the theaters, one or if not two of us will see. I think if any movie Star Wars movie come out, we're both of us are going to believe are believe are going to go watch this. 
when it comes to books and and the the shows, we may not all both watch 100%. everything. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we are a Star Wars podcast. If we're not going, if one of us isn't like eating that that juicy, juicy content, then like, what are we doing here? So, no, I, I fully agree. I mean, it sounds like a great idea. I, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, Patty Jenkins, why are you a big deal? <laughs> Sorry about it. Look, everyone loved, everyone loved Wonder Woman 1. Right, it came in like Miley Cyrus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you know the world was her oyster, and Wonder Woman two happened, and I was one of seven people who enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I was like, you know, it was fine. It was what it what it was. Uh, it probably could have been a lot better. There's some weird yeah. choices in it for sure. Her star kind of fell, kind of like the Game of Thrones guys when they were in, kind of like um, who else. Someone else is, oh, Colin Trevorrow, star. So, I mean, whatever. I I think she's still a talented director. And if the movie happens, it happens. I question, because I don't know if you heard this, but there was a rumor a little while ago. Like, and when I say a little while ago, I mean like a week or a week and a half ago, (laughs) Rogue Squadron was going to apparently follow Poe Dameron as they search search for like Oshia of Bastoon's like rebirth or something weird. And, Mm -hmm. and look, whatever. It sounded fake, but, even if that's the plot, why is that a movie? You know, like now that we have yeah. these series, why is that a movie? Why is Rogue Squadron a movie? Why am I going to dollars, thirteen to twenty five dollars, to sit in the theater to watch it when I have those things on my TV set that I pay twelve dollars monthly for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know, it's just like it, it's just very strange. Like she's backing out of the Star Wars movie, she's backing out of Wonder Woman. It's like, what do you got on the horizon? Then, like, unless you're gonna, you know what? That's not fair of me to say. Maybe she has an amazing project coming out. I don't know. No, I think Rogue Squadron is her next project because she backed out of Cleopatra. Uh, she no oh, yeah, longer Wonder Woman and Rogue Squadron's <laughs> all that's left, and I. I I kind of feel like she realized that as well. But anyway, let look, we're both going to go see the movie. I'm just tired of hearing yeah. about this movie. It's been literally yeah. two years, and all we have from it is her on the tarmac. Like, that's like I don't, I don't care. So moving on. Seven years ago, roughly, we're going to do, uh, in two weeks, Yumi and Fantasia are going to do Five years of The Last Jedi, which I believe today is the 50 year anniversary of The Last Jedi. Seven years, two years before that, though, seven years ago, uh, The Force Awakens, Brock. I just got a Facebook memory of you in the Pokemon hat mask and helmet. Oh, yeah. With yeah. your thumbs up from one to the uh, pop up shop downtown. Yeah, it was good times. Uh, Force Awakens, seven years ago. It was, and the reason why that to me has been seven years of, of Disney Star Wars movies, you know, call it whatever you want, but. Seven years of, of what they've produced. And a lot for me doing Star Wars on January 1st. And uh, The Force Awakens is obviously on that list because we rank all 11 live action theatrical films. So it's obviously on that list. Um, and where it ranks is, I don't know if it's a surprise. I don't think it'll surprise anybody. But it was a movie going into it that was it was exciting, like Star Wars was back, and the movie was filled with nostalgia. How do you feel about it seven years later? Uh, about the same. 
It, I I I group it with New Hope because it's basically a New Hope for like 20, 20 <laughs> yeah, uh, or twenty eighteen or whatever, twenty seventeen. Well, you're whatever year you just said. Um, 15. no, it's still good. <laughs> Fifteen, 15 whatever. Um, like now that we're gonna talk about Last Jedi, I'm like, you know, I should rewatch that movie. Uh, but I'd probably rewatch Force Awakens. It's like. It is interesting in the era of so much content that it's like I haven't physically bought a Star Wars movie on on a physical thing since probably Force Awakens. I believe I have digital copies of Yeah, that was my last one. Last Jedi and perhaps definitely Rogue One, but it's like Disney Plus. And like those movies came out before Disney Plus. I think the little not the Rise Would of Disney Skywalker Plus have been after. out before Rise of Skywalker? Yes, because Mandalorian was out at the same time. Yeah, so it like... came out. Then came out in November. Yeah, it came out in November, and then uh, Rise of Skywalker was December, so it was like a month later. But my point is, like, I don't buy a physical copy of anything, and yeah, granted, I'll, I'll definitely watch it, the movie on Disney Plus at least once. But like, it's not like the back in the day. Now we have it at our like fingers and we have so much content on all other social media that it's like yeah i mean i the shows are the first thing that I, i've watched numerous times at this point i mean it's the newest content so it's not really surprising so wow that's today today's the yeah it, it, yeah <laughs> i think that's the biggest i know we gotta read dalen's uh uh, tidbit here for score and seven years ago. Did you know that 1975 20th Century Fox officially greenlit mm. Star Wars for production? Hashtag nerd trivia, hashtag Star Wars fact, hashtag today's Star Wars. Uh, today's the 14th, Dale. So, yeah, he got he corrected himself yesterday. That gotcha, right on, man. But yeah, so like I had some cool. mixed nuts from Costco and I just choked on a peanut. Yeah, we saw it. Uh, that is a cool piece of trivia. Look at that. 40, <clears throat> 47 years ago. Right Their delay is amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, though, seven years of it. Yeah, Disney Plus is the biggest takeaway of it all, clearly, that we've gotten. <clears throat> Death Awakens is still... Uh, it, it, it was the movie <laughs> that they tried to get defeat. Actually, the Force Awakens, the coolest part of the Force Awakens is that that's what, um, what's it called? The Disney, the Disney place is called. What's the place called in Disney? Bendu? Oh, what's Galaxy's it Edge. Bogda, Bogaba? Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's <laughs> Edge is, um, <clears throat> was, was supposed to be original trilogy. And then Bob Iger saw the dailies from Force Awakens and he made it the sequel trilogy because of that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I like I mean, that you ran a choke while they do this. <laughs> Seriously, those Costco mix nuts. I might have to get a water. I'm in a full. I usually have body a water. Sweat. I don't have anything near me. <laughs> if you don't mind, my wife is going to get me my a water because she cares about me. She. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> that's the biggest takeaway for me, though, is, is of the seven years since 
Force Awakens. It's been Disney Plus and what they've been able to do with Disney Plus with Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Obi Wan Kenobi, Andor. All that aside, it's the world that they're. I mean, Andor's finished, but the the world around it now that we're getting skeleton crew and what's coming up, what we're hearing about that, and what that might be about. And how it might tie into like Ahsoka and how Ahsoka's gonna tie into Mando and how Mando ties in right to the Clone Wars. It's been for me that's been awesome stuff to see. Thank you. Oh my glass, the hoth makes my glass disappear. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it disappear. Um yeah, I mean, who knows? Like it's I feel like we're just sort of waiting for the next like big like gr- gathering where they can announce whatever uh i mean like what's next on the docket mandalorian in the beginning of the year or no uh, march. Oh God. march when is uh bad batch that's something that's those two are kind of like <clears throat> the next things right uh 20th january 23rd i think yeah, yeah bad batch so, is next and then mando season three yeah then i imagine we get soka and then end the year with skeleton crew it sounds like yeah there's no big like gathering anytime soon outside of maybe san diego d23 or will the thing in england march mando madness thank you uh the uh, celebrations in england next year that's not early next year is it let's not at the top i think it's april it's april okay i mean Still first quarter, I suppose. So it's like I don't know. It's I like, like that the, the, the with the delay. I said April, and you're like, oh, you don't know off the top of your head. Oh, it's April. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's just make something. <laughs> I mean, I think this is why I give into the books and the the comics. Is like I just want, I just want to just think about Star Wars. It isn't that difficult so i mean like the next uh fallen order not jedi lost game like that's i'm more excited about that than anything else because i've seen something with that so i haven't watched the trailer yet for that yeah it looks pretty sick i well i've seen like pieces of the trailers like Mm -hmm. without audio I loved that first game. Aaron loved the first game. Aaron, Aaron, yeah. basically, I think we mentioned that she beat the first game, but let me take on Vader at the end to actually mm-hmm. beat the game. Uh, but she loved it, and it's a lot of fun. I'm looking for. I hope the new one is on the older consoles, though, so we can, you and I, can both enjoy yeah. it without having to shelve out eight, eight to nine hundred dollars on something. Uh, I mean, Otherwise, I boycott. <laughs> okay. I mean. I mean, you have PS4, so I don't know what if there's an equivalent to the Xbox Game Pass for that. Um, I'm just curious if Fallen Order is on Game Pass because I feel like a lot of people try games. Yeah. I think a lot of people try games uh, because of that. So it's like the beauty of like, I, I don't know if it's going to be like, like that is true. We are at a like a, in video gaming, we're at a juxtaposition of like, when are you going to stop making those games? But I mean, there's always a holdout. Like the 3DS just stopped making games or stopped like being the, the game. Uh, what is it called? The Nintendo store for the 3DS just like stopped like in the middle of this year. So 
I don't know. I mean, and like I said before, like that game, like the cinematics are so good that you're like, if you don't want to play the game, just watch the YouTube clips because they're awesome. So, yeah, but like, like my point is though, it's <laughs> I as much as all these ideas sound great until like until there's something, it's like cool, man. Whatever. The real red five showing up saying pew pew, <clears throat> which is arguably what Star Wars is all about. I'm still, yeah. th that's the thing though is, is Fallen Order is coming out, and we still like there's still a lack of Star Wars video games. Seven years of movies, 10 years since the purchase, and we've gotten Battlefront one, two, uh, squadrons, and Fallen Order now Fallen, Fallen Order one and two. That's it. Like it's it's been lackluster to say the least in the video game market. I think and Fallen Order is fantastic and all, but I think if you got to someone like Andrew Fantasia, <clears throat> he liked it, but he said it was too short for him. Now for me, it, it was fine, but for him, compared to other video games, you should yeah. I would argue that you should. Then it is too short. Maybe he has a point, and that. Is even more pro problematic in, in respect to the video game market for Star Wars. I don't know. You just got to make your vision, right? Like, it's you're not going to make everyone happy. So it's like you could make an open so sandbox game where you're just doing whatever you want, but then you might lose the, the thread. And like Star Wars, I feel, is always like star stories, right? It's not like let's go and do these side quests. No, we're gonna follow a story. Like there is a collective, there's a yeah, collectible part of like J, uh, Fallen Order. <laughs> but um, no, it's like I get what Andrew's saying, but at the same note, it's like not everything is Assassin's Creed. Suck it. <laughs> so I've only played one Assassin's Creed game, and that was on the. DS or 3DS, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, apostate. Oh, yes. Is there anything about The Force Awakens that you are glad, like, there's always the, the oh, this reminds me of, of A New Hope. Oh, it's A New Hope. They just made A New Hope. Is there anything in it that you're like, no, 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 okay, Maybe it is, but because they did this, it kind of you're like something in it that sticks out to you still to this day. That's what I'm trying to say. Something that sticks out to you to this day. Um, I think like uh like Force Awakens does more for like the lore of the Force than New Hope does, which uh, it's kind of unfair to compare because they're like George Lucas is just like so like we got space wizards and they got swords. And like they can move stuff in their mind, and that's like that's revolutionary when you think about it, and you can see what he does with that. But like, there was like stuff set up in Force Awakens where you're like, oh, cool! It's like he has like she has they she find she's called by Luke's uh, lightsaber, and then like the whole idea of like Maz is not a Jedi, but like is sensitive to the Force and is aware and like. Stuff like that. And, and there's more to it than just that. It's like, it's like, it's very, that was like, ooh, like I feel like 
after that movie came out, I was like, okay, then maybe we'll come back to this and this and this and this. And like, I think maybe, maybe it's just because there's like a new movie and we haven't had a new movie in 20 years. So we're like, where could we go? Right. So it would be nice to go back to those days and be like, what did I think was going to happen next? And I'm all, I'm sure our podcast, we have a couple of archived versions of what we thought were going to happen. So. Yeah, I think that was the big, my biggest. <clears throat> I, I, what do I like? There's a few. Like, the Force Awakens, I think it was like Kylo stopping the blasters with his hand for me. It's like the cooler moments yeah. like that. I wish they didn't keep things so secretive and mysterious. Like, who's this person? What's that person? Where's this guy? Like that. Cause a lot of that ended up falling flat. And you're like, what's. And sometimes, you know, not everything needs to be a question. Sometimes you just have to give the answer and, and let it be. Yeah. But but it did a lot. It really brought back that nostalgic feel. And it I always call the movie a donut, right? Like it's 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 delicious. But it's not the calories, but it's delicious because there's you know, I know there's a for where for the last Jedi was like your vegetables. I was like, this is the donut, this is your veggies, and then the force away the rise of skywalker is like the you can eat. You know, when you have those steaks and you have to finish the steak and the potato and the beans and the carrots and the peas and the muffin. And that's what the Rise of Skywalker is. It's just a lot going on. Dale's got something else before he heads to work. I don't know if he's asked it or not because the leg is so bad on my end. <clears throat> but I kind of want to see if he's got something coming or not. Oh, Brock, this just happened while we, it's like uh, nine minutes ago. James Gunn has said that Henry Cavill will not be playing Superman going uh -huh. forward in the DC. They're going to have a younger uh, Superman, and it will not be played by Henry Cavill. So get back to The Witcher. Get back to The Witcher. That's fine. So like, last I checked, he didn't really seem to want to be in that movie, but whatever. Or he didn't want to be Superman anymore, even though it's like, oh, but maybe I could be. Look, here I am in Black Adam. Spoilers. Uh, I haven't seen Black Adam yet. Yeah, but, Look, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. They, they, I thought he was a fantastic Superman, but yeah. they blew it. I mean, he's been Superman for nine years, and he's that like they blew it. Like they, his time has come and gone. And uh, the thing is, is I thought he was a fantastic Superman. Obviously, I love Christopher Reeve Superman. Um, I think they're gonna and Brendan Routh was was fine. I think you know they're gonna find someone who's gonna be a good Superman. That's just yeah. how it's gonna be at the end of the day. So I don't think we have to worry about it. Uh, and apparently they've reached out to, this is a rumor though, but that's actually coming from James Gunn. He tweeted that out. He just wanted everybody to know, like, I guess to stop, but he's pretty good at shooting down speculation. Like <laughs> earlier today, I don't know if you saw Brock, the people that it was a report from variety saying that patent, that the Matt Reeves Batman was going to be the Batman in the DC universe. Mm. And James Gunn shut that down pretty much immediately. Here's Dale's comment right here. The whole controversy over the crew of Skeleton Crew, three sides to every story there are. Likely a few messing around. Uh, they got everyone yelled at, creating tension. The rest of shooting. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's a lot of fragment sentences all in a row. Um, Wait, are we missing a controversy over Skeleton Crew? Let's, find Let's look it up. What's up, Sky, uh, Star Wars? Skeleton. What up, Star Wars? Uh, oh, this is a Broadway show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. 
production for Star Wars Skeleton Crew has been rough. One by most accounts. Uh, one crew member who obviously remained anonymous said the run on Skeleton Crew has been rougher than all the Star Wars productions combined for most of them. They were quick to stress they do not think the show is going to suffer for the production's difficulties, but we sure did on this one. Some are frustrated with the claim. That I, uh, it just sounds like people are mad to work on set. Uh, uh, am, am yeah. I the worst at googling things? I don't know. I still can't find it. Uh, it doesn't really say anything. It just sounds like someone pissed off uh, and got hold of the internet. It does say here, sources have said Jude Law's character is a teacher and the show is like a field trip yeah. into and out of the unknown Star Wars universe with the Goonies. I mean, we kind of knew that. Yeah, Jude Law's part instructor of the st students, part brand, the older brother and Goonies in the series as they contend with pirates in unknown territories. Yeah, no, yeah, and yeah, then all the other stuff we've seen. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure every production has angry people on it. I don't know. Uh, that sucks. I hope it's not true, or I hope it's just like you know someone having a bad day, or you know I don't think film is that as as uh, as luxurious as we think it is. So I don't know, but it sounds like some of these people might have been on other productions. Mm -hmm. As long as we get the show, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Real Red Five says, "How did you guys like Andor? Loved it, hated it." Terrible show. What did you think? It wasn't Real Star Red Wars, Red. Brock. No. Yeah, what did you think? It wasn't Star Wars at all. There wasn't any alien. Not one alien did I see. There was no lightsabers. No Jetta. Jyn Erso wasn't around. I don't understand what the point of the show was. Bye, Dale. Have a good <laughs> evening. No, I'm joking. I absolutely love Andor. Andor was fantastic. Real Red 5, let us know what you think. We talked about Andor. Andor season two, I'm I'm really curious because there's gonna be so many time jumps. I think yeah. this episode, season one, I just had a lot of time jumps that we just weren't aware of, like months mm. at a time. And I feel maybe season two will feel something like that. Yeah. Um, because time doesn't really matter. Like time doesn't make sense in Star Wars as it is. Like Empire Strikes Back, I don't know how long that movie takes place over the span of. Is it a day? Is it a two years? Is it a decade? I have no idea, right? Obviously, between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, there's time because Anakin ages. But other than that, time doesn't really matter when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah, no, I yeah, it's uh, big shoes to fill. I mean, and it's always the vibe of Star Wars where you're just sort of dropped into the action, which is always nice, right? So, yep. Do you want to go to uh, Never Tell Me the Odds? Yeah, let's do it. Hold on, we can't until I do that. And successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Nothing's working. <laughs> Never, Never tell, tell me, me the odds. The odds. <laughs> I heard it. Don't worry. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Brought to you, me, and james from patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast if you like what we do why don't you go help us out so we can get rid of this internet lag 
Go to patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. See what we have t- tier wise. And when you ha- when you give us a little money, we give you early content when we can create it. And then you become one of the wonderful group of people that we talk about every single show. Sometimes they're even here. And those people are Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Dale Erdman, who just left, Girls with Sabres, who uh, are, are saying goodbye to YouTube, and the Denna Nerds. Well, what's happened tweeted with, out that uh, James Gunn hates Henry Cavill, and uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe... <laughs> uh what did you say girls girls with sabers are leaving youtube they did a goodbye for now yep oh goodbye they taking now. a break taking a break i think we all need to take a break right kick cats <laughs> what are today's odds james uh i'm writing them as we speak never tell me yeah skeleton crew will end on a cliffhanger thank you all patreon will skeleton crew end on a cliffhanger that will resolve in season four of Mando. Oh. I'm going to go full Brock on that. Because that's, that's kind of cool. But it's like we have Ahsoka too. So it's like. Will they all kind of. After Ahsoka though. No oh, that's true. Whatever. But you know what I mean. I feel like uh, things. Certain things have to figure it out. But uh, I'm going to go full Brock on this. Because I like it. But I don't know. So we got uh, Real Red Five saying so uh, damn good. I want more adult Star Wars. I think you're gonna get it. And Andor season two. We'll see. <laughs> I'm so Acolyte is the one I'm most curious about, like in terms of tone and all that. Uh, for Scouting Crew, and on a cliffhanger that was resolved in season four of Mando. I'm gonna go full Brock as well. <clears throat> I just. I feel like it's something that you could do and it could be fun. And uh, I mean, again, we talked about this last week a little bit. I feel like if they would just call this like, like Mando and then these are subtitles to Mando, it might make more sense. Uh, there are a lot of rumors about what this show is though. So I'm going to go full Brock because there's a lot about me that says it's not going to happen as well. Uh, Diego, I'm sure you have this in the news, so we won't d- dive into it too much, but Diego Luna was nominated for a golden globe. Uh, well, Andor season two have at least have a director nominated for best director in the Golden Globes. Will the director get nominated for a Golden Globe for Andor season two? I'm gonna go seventy five percent because like Andor really had a vibe like every other like Netflix HBO. Prime show or like even though all Star Wars have sort of like an opening credits, but like this had a that's that you know boom, this feels like a real show that you would see on not that it is a real show, but you know what I mean? It was like this is not a genre specific show. This is just one of your I'm gonna watch an hour drama show. So I mean I'm gonna go 75 because you know if it's getting enough if the first season's getting enough attention, perhaps they'll get more more uh, bona fides in the next oncoming unga- seasons. The problem with director, I guess, is there's so much quality television. 
out there that like it would be tough. But I, I thought like this season had some of the best directing on TV. I, I don't watch a lot of the shows that would get nominated. I haven't looked yeah. at the list, but I don't watch a lot of those shows, so I can't speak to them. I'm sure they're great. I'm going to go uh, 49% because they still feel like because it's Star Wars, they're going to shy away from from that. Yeah, yeah. Diego Lino is a huge leap in the right direction, though, so kudos to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 49% for me because I think it should, but I don't think it will. Am I uh, the final odd? Uh, the final odd today is Saw Guerrero will be a como, almost a like a co lead in season two of Andor. Saw Guerrero will be almost a co lead, like, kind of like a little bit more than Luthan this season, let's say. Mm-hmm. Just a touch yeah. more than Luthan was this season. No, I think uh, that's a possibility. So I'm going to go 60% on it because, like, they did a really good job on having a whole bunch of storylines that kind of didn't interact a ton. They affected each other, but they didn't really intertwine as a ton, and it was still enjoyable. So it's like having a, a story driven with Saw or being one of the main characters. Like, it, how different is it from, like, just following Mon Mothma around? So it's, like, it's a nice different view of like the rebellion i would love it so yeah i'm gonna go 60 percent on that that's high uh, i'll go 53 percent because i think we i think we're gonna get more saw and i think that was probably part of what um what drew i mean i don't know forrest whitaker just plays his character all the time so i don't know but i feel like him being promised more meat going forward he had some good scenes though like he did have good meat in this one uh, Real Five of not for live action Ahsoka, but do you think it would be better in animation? <clears throat> That's a good question. I mean, we we know Ahsoka works in animation. I mean, they just did the Tales of the Jedi, so the, there's a couple more Ahsoka stories. But I would always lean more towards live action because one, it's like, oh my god, it's real, it's a thing. But like, we're this Ahsoka. It, as much as it exists to its own, it's like it's existing in the Mandoverse. So Mandoverse is live action. So let's go. But give me Ahsoka. Just keep giving me Ahsoka. Animated and then then live. Like Ashley Eccleston did a great job. Let's get keep her working. I don't know. I I think um, I think she probably works. She works in animation, you're right. I don't know how to say it, but I, I tweeted out earlier, like today or yesterday, I'm like, it's wild that my parents know who Ahsoka is. <laughs> like, they just, they know who she is now, you know? Yeah. And I, they wouldn't, they wouldn't had she not made her way into live action. Yeah. So while I think they would be able to do more in live, it's also going to be tough to say because it also feels like it's going to be really tied into Rebels in a lot of ways. So it, it might be better in the animation. It might be because of that factor. Like all of a sudden, you know, my parents who now know who Ahsoka is, I have to find out who Hera is. And, stuff. and I'm sure they're doing it in a way that'll work. But yeah, no, I, I think live action is the way to go. And uh, I, I'm curious how you tie in li- like live action to a cartoon show that came out seven years ago now you know like that's uh that's where my head's at is is how does that work in a way where you know i'm gonna watch it with aaron and aaron's gonna have never seen rebels and she never will want to watch rebels but she'll want to watch the ahsoka show so i I think you that's a valid point would it be better in animation i i think it's better to be live action because i think the money is in live action 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it's like we kind of witnessed this with Bo-Katan in live yeah. action. Uh, but like Bo-Katan wasn't a main character and like Ahsoka can interact with Bo-Katan and Mando can, uh, can, can talk with Bo-Katan. But like that's all kind of relatively something we haven't seen before. Will we get the same like uh importance when we watch this ahsoka show and inevitably see a a ezra character is it just going to be flashbacks of like stuff we've seen from rebels but in live action which that would be awesome but like it's like will people that have never seen it be affected and hopefully if the storytelling is good enough it won't matter it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm super psyched because it's like Hera's in it. Uh, They're all solid characters. Yeah, like it's like pretty much everyone. Uh, oh, Could you imagine a live action Zeb shows up? Woo! Woo! <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I'd be like, oh! No, they don't even like make it like you make him a, like a regular character in it. It's just the like the Easter egg scene at the end of the first season. You're like, he just walks into a room. You're like, no one else will get it. It's like, <laughs> do you think what's that? What's his alien species called? A Zeb? Um, a do you think they smell bad? Like, do you think they smell like wet dog constantly? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. Cause there's one Jedi version of that in fallen order. And he got in close proximity to, uh, God, why am I terrible at remembering names? What's the main space space deodorant? <laughs> space All right, you got the you got the news? I too have the news. Let's do it. All right, here we go. It's time for hollow news. Hollow news. Hollow News, the news you need to know right now. If you're in the mood for some art, why don't you go and buy some uh, right now? Pop culture art fans have been patiently waiting for this moment, and now io9 can reveal it's finally here. Mondo and Acme Archives are teaming up with artist Jason Edmiston for an ongoing series of Star Wars prints in the style of Edmiston's popular Eyes Without a Face series. The first two from the recent show, Obi-Wan Kenobi, go on sale t- Tuesday, December 13th, that's this week. And while you can see a crop of, or it's basically he is, it's a painting like this. And one is Obi-Wan and one is Vader. I, sorry, I don't have a picture. Um, you can check that out on the uh, io9 website. The Master's Lament and Fallen Apprentice are the names of these two pieces by Jason Emerson. Are a nine by five inch Gleese being, Gleese, Gilsey, I never know how to pronounce this being released in a timed edition from 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, December 13th through midnight to Friday, December 16th. So if you're listening to us right now or tomorrow or whatever, you still have time. Um, And they both go for $35 each. They're quite cool. And if you need some more Star Wars art, go on down to mondoshop.com. They are currently there. Uh, New Black Series is coming coming out and it's because of return of the jedi seems hard to believe but the 40th anniversary of star wars as episode 
six. <laughs> Return of the Jedi is right around the corner. As with all the things Star Wars, an ad, an ad anniversary means all sorts of ways to commemorate the milestones. Collider is excited to exclusively unveil on one of these commemorative items a Gamorrean Guard action figure available for pre-order pre from Target on December 14th. Released as part of a Star Wars ongoing Bring Home the Bring Home the Galaxy event, the remarkably detailed figure, which stands six inches tall, comes in a classic Kenner-inspired packaging and features three movie-inspired accessories and a Return of the Jedi-inspired outfit as well. As with Hasbro's other figures, the Gamorrean Guard features multiple points of articulation, allowing fans and collectors brave enough to take it out of the package to pose it however they like. The figure also features two changeable facial expressions, one more sedate and the other more aggressive because like, because life on Tatooine is anything but predictable. In our final story today, High Republic will continue the saga of phase of the High Republic Phase 2, George Mann's upcoming Battle of Jedi audiobook originally follows two Jedi Master, two Jedi Master Creighton's son and Jedi Knight Ida Forte as they took as they look to broker, broker a peace between representatives of Aram and Arono. The two planets have been locked in the Forever War, a long-standing conflict that seems to finally have hope for an end. But not all are pleased to see the Jedi get involved. Uh, you can head over to StarWars.com to get a first listen of the Battle of Jedi, which arrives in audio form on January 3rd, 2023, followed by the hardcover edition on February 14, 2023. The audiobook original includes a score and sound effects as well as a full cast which are where which is also revealed on starwars.com so go on there if you want if you're a huge radio drama person these these audiobooks are awesome uh, i know the tempest runner was the one they did last series so i have yet to listen to it but i heard it's amazing and this has been your hollow news da, 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 da. Lasat. 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 Thank you. Lasat. Top five. Red five. Standing by in the chat. <laughs> we need, you know what we need to do? We need to have like a, we need to have like a, a statistician off to the side. And every time we don't know, they just, it's Lasat. Like, oh, frick. If only, if only we knew Star Wars. There's so much to know in my brain. I just can't handle it. I'm very tired also. I should put that in. That's my excuse. <laughs> Top five TFA moments. Top five Force Awakens moments on the spot for you, Brock. I forgot to write this. Nice. I thought I, I thought it was a different top five, and then I couldn't remember what else. We're going to do top five TFA mo moments because it has been seven years. Last Jedi, five years since Last Jedi. We're going to do me, you, and Andrew Fantasia are going to do it, and we're going to debate uh, whether or not that movie destroyed my soul. Or not because I can't <laughs> handle because there's no movie I hate hearing people talk about more anymore. <laughs> the Last Jedi because <laughs> either either you like it and you're wrong or you can't stand it and you're wrong and it's like well maybe maybe that Muppet Fish Luke catches should have sang a song. That's where I stand on the Last Jedi. It is I will say this it is a, it's actually a. It's a good rewatch. All right, top five Force Awakens moment. My number five. Oh, you must be so brave. No. Mine's just mine's just her, just her lines. <laughs> that was mine too. Can you hear me? 
There we go. Hey! I was staring at your virtual background. I wasn't paying attention. Hold on, let me adjust. <laughs> That's it. It's perfect because yeah, my number five is like you must be so brave. Yes. Yeah, I, I think most of the my favorites are gonna be like <laughs> Chewbacca moments. Hundred uh, percent. My number four, another Star Wars classic. Oh, you're cold. <laughs> Slash, uh, that's not how the force works. I can't do them all. Those are a combo right there. <laughs> uh, my number four is going to be like uh, the moment we realize that uh, Poe and uh, and Finn are bros where like Poe shows up again. And he's like, Dude, and Finn's like, that's a good pilot. And I'm like, they're going to be friends <laughs> next episode. Remember those bro memes? Bro, yeah. bro, bro. bro. <laughs> Uh, my number three, when Kylo stops the blasters. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make that my number three, too. Like, that was just like, and that's the first, what, five minutes of that movie? And you're yeah, like, right oh! like, okay, we're in this, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see what Vader got. And then Rogue One was like, uh, uh, uh. uh my number two is just straight up Finn. Everything about Finn in this movie was my number two. <laughs> my number two is a, is a Finn moment, but it's with Ray, and it's like, where we're gonna find a pilot. I am the pilot, or I forget how she phrases. It. Like, uh, what are you doing? I'm saving you. Let go. <laughs> like that running through the market on Jakku is like, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Very the chemistry on with the cast in this movie is undeniable. And my number one is uh, the hunk of junk will do, or the pilot yeah, junk, oh, whatever the, the junk moment. will yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the Falcon, the Falcon, the moment with the Falcon, the music, like the whole thing is just great. And then it's like, it's kind of spoiled in like the trailer, but my number one is just Han and Chewie walking into the Millennium Falcon. He's like, Chewie, we're home. It's like, yes. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, that was a, that was the second teaser that we got. or the I don't think mm -hmm. full, quote unquote, full trailer, but it was the second one we got. Great moment. Uh, it it blew the roof off of Star Wars Celebration California, I think is where they debuted it. It was, uh, it was which was in 2020, that would have been 2015, early 2015, I think April, February, somewhere around there. That was yeah. fantastic. What a great time. Just everything surrounding the Force Awakens was a joy. Like watching it, going to the theater, leading up to it, we went to the <laughs> pop-up shop, like we said. All of that was such a great time that uh, I, I hope, because we've waited so long for the next Star Wars movie, it's already been three years i know that doesn't sound yeah. like a lot but it's been three years already which is how long we used to wait between star wars movies but you know we're gonna yeah. wait at least at least minimum two more years for star yeah. wars i don't think we'll get it by next christmas which means they'll probably save it for the following christmas so we're looking at minimum two years um and hopefully that magic kind of comes back for that because by that point it'll be five years in between movies and that's the longest we've had to wait since 2015 so I, I'm anticipating good things coming in the world of Star Wars in the future. Maybe it's for the best. It's like, uh, whoa. Maybe, oh, I'm not it's the best. maybe it's for the best that like we have to wait for it. Like it's like, yeah, it works for Marvel from time though. I feel like Marvel's getting to a point where like oversaturation is not their friend. Um, but you, I think you're right there too. But Marvel's also comic books, and comic books are this ongoing thing. When Star Wars, I mean, Star Wars has comics, but Star Wars is not that. They're very, they're very different. 
so anyways like we enjoy star wars because it's like an event movie it's like if you're just if you're gonna churn out movies like they churn out tv shows like it's not it's gonna stop being an event right so yep absolutely and that's you know every time we went to the theater those uh five years from 2015 to 2019 those five christmases to watch those movies or four and then solo in may they were events for us right we all got together we yeah. bought our tickets two freaking months early hated our lives trying to get them websites crashing all that fun stuff but it was an event and it was fun and we looked forward to it and uh i'm hoping that uh that strikes back whenever we get the next one because you're right because yeah, it was not an event film what's the point yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> all right, let's. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> once somebody decides on what movie they're gonna make, then we can <laughs> have real opinions. Otherwise, it's like mm. absolutely. And I hope whatever we get is uh, is what we want, Brock. I hope it's exactly what you and I demand. Okay. That's right. That's right what we want in Star Wars. I want a magenta Sith Saber. <laughs> I want a Lothcat Jedi. And we send that <laughs> to KK, who, by the way, check the board, was just fired. I heard, I've, I'm hearing reports, though, that she's stepping down in June. So we'll have to uh, keep our eyes peeled on that because I really don't care. All right, Brock, anything else you want to say? Um, fun fact about Chewbacca here. He's in Willow. Not as Chewbacca, yeah. but Junus Otamo is like a character, at least in the first episode. I don't know if he's going to come back, but he's like, there's a tall guy. I assume that was him. But he's in the credits, and I'm like, Star Wars. It is him. I saw Kazdan tweet out that he wasn't indeed. Yeah. No, I know. I saw his name in the credits. So I was like, oh. Keep it in the family. Keep it in yeah. the family. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Give us a, a like. Give us a listen. <laughs> you can listen to this wherever you get your podcasts. It's Brock. I'm James. I'm feeling like I was more scum than him, but he was always scum. Rebel scum. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.